to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. AKA Murph here, and this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it. With tales from all across the nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Well, this episode is all about the 2021 Ragbri route. I interviewed a community member from each of the overnight towns and asked them what they had planned for us. Whether this is your very first Ragbri or you're a Ragbri veteran, this year will be full of all things Iowa. The people of Iowa are really what make Ragbri a one-of-a-kind event. I'm sure you already know, but you will soon be part of the 48th oldest, largest, and longest recreational bicycle tour in the world. Take your time to enjoy the Iowa scenery, and most importantly, enjoy the spirit of Ragbri through the people who you will meet. So here are my interviews with eight communities that are opening their towns and their hearts to us. All right, well, our week begins in Lamar's, and with us today is Peggy to tell us what Lamar's has planned. Hi, Peggy. Hi, how are you, Kathy? Good. Well, I, Good. I know everyone listening to this podcast right now, um, if they're driving to the start of Ragbri, they are probably so pumped to get their week started, and what better way than to come to Lamar's, Iowa? Absolutely. And we have plenty of ice cream awaiting for them. I don't know if any of you know, but we are known as the ice cream capital of the world. The so world. Absolutely. You know, Wells produces over 200 million gallons of ice cream each year, enough to fill five Olympic sized swimming pools in just one week. Um, so we're pretty excited about that. So back in 1994, that's uh, we were given that title, ice cream capital of the world. We have more ice cream is produced annually in the Mars than anywhere else in the world so um we're excited so bring an appetite um we've got some great desserts planned at the ice cream parlor for everybody so definitely that is definitely a must-see um site on the bike routes and no excuse for you not to get some wells blue bunny ice cream yeah awesome and i did notice uh first of all you have a really comprehensive website where people can go um it's just really ragbrylamars.com and on it you have several maps and i think it's so cool there's going to be a lot of first-time ragbriers that maybe have never been to iowa and the main campground is at your fairgrounds so what better way to get a taste of iowa i mean you're going to spend all week going through cornfields and soybean fields and seeing farm animals but to be on a fairgrounds is pretty cool way to start yes it is absolutely indeed um, matter of fact the following week after ragbri the fair starts here and it's the five day best days in plymouth county is at the fair so wow. so we're very fortunate and thankful that the fairgrounds the plymouth county fairgrounds um, it's allowing us to use that space. Um, it's a great facility. It's going to be, you know, it's close to the downtown expo a- area. You can walk to the expo from there. Oh, nice. Um, just a reminder to be in that main campground, you must be a registered rider. Mm-hmm. So don't think about pulling into the main campground. You know, anybody can camp there as long as you are a registered rider with Right Right. So, right. And to be a registered rider, you basically are just taking the wristband that you have. Make sure yeah, your wristband's yeah. on your wrist and your bike band is on your bike and your luggage tag is on your luggage. So that's exactly <laughs> oh, vehicles, you know, RVs, you know, cars and vehicles can park in there as well, but they just need that parking pass. Yeah, so yeah. make sure that you have that in your window that day. Um, it will be manned on Highway 3. So the main campground or the fairgrounds area 
is just right off of Highway 3 when you're coming in Lamar's from the east side of town. So if you plan on parking there, when you come into town on Highway 3, it's going to be right there. There are going to be stops along there. The police department will have that manned. Um, so they can direct you in there. But if you're going to continue through town, just, you know, I would highly encourage everybody. We've got great maps out there. Mm-hmm. Download them, get them printed because you know how your cell phones may not work right. um, that w- that well that day. When you bring additional 20, 25,000 people into your community, you may have limited ability to use your cell phone. Right, so right. please download those maps. They're out there. We've worked hard on our website. Uh, Mitch um, has done a great do- job of getting this prepared. So print those maps, know where you're going. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't encourage that enough. You know, if you even know what park you're staying in or what street you're on, you know, that's going to help us, you know, our directional aides, our police officers, everybody out there trying to get everybody to their area safely, we'll be able to help you quicker. And, you know, so we just, we talked a little bit about the main campground, but then you said within walking distance is the whole expo area. And you're the only community in the whole week that has a nine hour expo. And this is full of vendors from all over, anything bike related. Um, Plus, besides the expo, you're going to have all kinds of entertainment as well, right? Yes, lots of entertainment. So um, the expo is going to sit behind our main stage. So, of course, you need to get all your equipment, you know, your cool jerseys there. Um, we'll have our info booth downtown. We also will have an info booth out at the fairgrounds or our main campground as well. So you can grab your maps, your tabloids. Um, we have a beautiful tabloid that we produce. But that expo is in our main downtown area. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned, um, our main stage is down there, too. We do have two stages. So I will talk about um, the first one, yeah. which is down there by the expo. We've got great entertainment coming in. We even have some kids activities planned, you know, that 11 to 1, 2 o'clock. And then it actually run to about 5, 530 for some kid activities. So kids are welcome. Tractor pulls, you know, we have Frisbee's golf going on. Actually, it's uh, Woody's axe throwing coming in. Mm. But we have a BMX stunt team that we're closing down a part of Central Avenue that's going to perform approximately for about an hour, 4.30 to 5.30. Some street musicians walk in the streets that day. And then the kids zone, there's going to be some bubbles and, you know, balloons and games there for kids as well. But on our main stage, that's what we've been waiting for. Um, We have magician that will perform one to two. So we are getting our event started early. So, yeah. Yeah, don't don't delay. Get downtown. That's where the activity and fun's going to be. Um, we had a band, Rec- Becky, that did p- perform for us early on um, at one of our events. They're coming in from Omaha. And I think uh, Material Girl, Girl, we have some tribute bands, I should say. Material Girl and um, uh, Lady Gaga tribute bands will be performing 430 to 6. I think a lot of people are excited for our Tom Petty tribute band. Yes, so, I am too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am too. I, we've heard a lot of good things. So that'll be 6.30, 8.30. And uh, before our headliner, we have a couple of great announcements um, that will be taking place. We have some donations to make to a couple of groups. So at that time, we'll be making a few donations before our headliner. We have a couple other surprise things that are mm. going to take place before our headliner. Um, at nine o'clock and our headliner is coming in from LA and they're going to provide a lot of fun and um, around eighties and nineties music. So um, we're pretty excited about that. And um, hopefully everybody comes out and enjoys that. So yeah. And I plan on, 
I looked up that that band and it's called uh, Flashback Heart Attack and it yes. looks like a lot of fun and who doesn't love 80s covers even if you weren't born in the 80s there so you have a really good lineup for the main stage and then you said you have other entertainment as well yeah like we do so out of the campground um, we try to put some more local bands out there you know to give them a chance to play as well so hippie go lucky country flavor we have a winter wayfarer and shoot the thrill um, performing out there so that activity you know at the fairgrounds we do like to end that a little bit earlier so mm-hmm. um, everything will be done out there by eight o'clock we're more than welcome to enjoy that entertainment at our fairground or our main campground area mm-hmm. so a lot of people will be driving in either friday or sometimes saturday and then i'm yeah. assuming the first step will be for them to secure a campground spot put up their tents and then head down to all the excitement the expo and the campground and the music and all that good stuff but uh, I was there back in June for the inspection ride, and oh, okay. I was so intrigued by all the murals throughout town and also the ice cream cone statues. So do you want to just say a few things about those? Yeah, absolutely. So we have some really cool Lamar's murals, things that are tributes to our community. Mm-hmm. Um, even behind the Olsen stage there, there's a really cool mural. So take pictures there, yeah. use those. Um, there, Some of them in there are, are in the alleys as well. In the ice cream cone, I think there's, don't hold me to this, so a little over 50 or right at 50 different ice cream cones throughout oh, wow. Lamar's. So there is a map out there that you can find all of those ice cream cones, but you will see some right there on Central. Mm-hmm. You don't need to go very far, but there's one out in front of Habitueway. I know that out a couple in front of the banks. So you will see those throughout town down central mm-hmm. um in those areas so i think you'll enjoy those but, oh yeah you know, hey we like our ice cream here what Ton- say? <laughs> tons of photo ops and i guess it goes without saying that ice cream will be available in lamar's on this day absolutely <laughs> another thing to keep in mind um sure. i think it's at like one o'clock they're doing kind of a and a Jim Greeny, Jim statue unveiling. Oh, great. Um, out in front of the parlor. I think it's at one o'clock, I believe. Mm-hmm. Jim was a, a big part of Rag Bry, and they're just doing a little thing in honor of him this year. So the first, he loved cookies and cream ice cream. Mm. So the first 100 people will receive his favorite treat, a cookies and cream ice cream. Oh, so nice. courtesy of the Wells. So um, if you're in the area around that time, I definitely wouldn't miss that. Um, mm-hmm. I think it'll be uh, a nice tribute to him. Yes. And his family will be there um, as well. Very um, you good. You did say something about photo ops. So the dipping stations, right? Everybody's yes. wanting to know how they yes. can dip their tires. So um, we do plan on having a, a dipping station um, at our fairground. So the main arch there so that when people leave, they can dip their tire quick. We do have one really cool one planned. Um, so for those people who maybe aren't staying at the fairgrounds, I highly encourage you. We plan on putting a dipping station. Um, we have our National Guard Armory that's right on Highway 3. So you'll, everybody will be passing that. Uh, we mm-hmm. have a special tribute there to um, honor our veterans um, that day. So we will hopefully have a photo op there and a dipping station Um just to make it a good way for everybody to leave our community and to thank those who have served our community. Um, We're very fortunate. So um, I think that would be a great photo op for bikers that day. And then plus be able to dip, dip their tires too. Excellent. You guys seem like you've thought of everything for us. 
Well, um, I'm sure there's something we're missing. It's like planning a wedding, right? You know, <laughs> what, what you don't know, you don't know. Exactly. And, um, make the best of it. But uh, um, we've been very fortunate. We've got great volunteers. I think I would probably say about 400 some volunteers. Um, we've been very fortunate to have the turnout that we have. We have our last orientation tonight. So we're getting prepared. So be patient. Um, we're all learning our jobs too, right? So yeah. um, we've been told reg by writers, they understand, they're patient, they're great people. So um, we're excited to, to welcome writers here to our community in Lamar's, Iowa. And hopefully that everybody has a great time, most yeah. importantly. A safe ride, right? Right, right. And I will speak for all Ragbri riders that we are so appreciative of the volunteers in every community that we go to. And uh, at least I know a little bit about how much work goes into preparing for 25,000 people to come into your town for less than 24 hours. So yeah, thank you so much. And Peggy, thanks for being on the podcast to tell us Absolutely. how us riders I- are going to kick off our week. Well, I do have one little reminder oh, for yeah. those people who maybe haven't secured a campsite or, you know, we, we realize uh, some things have been a little bit different with housing this year. Um, we do have, you know, go to our website, mm-hmm. com. We do have a Facebook page out there and also a housing Facebook page. Um, but if you haven't secured something, we'd have uh, purchased some signs for people in our community to put them in their yards um some are just slowly picking them up now but uh it says tenters welcome oh nice if you see one of those out in their yards hey they're accepting people to to come to their yards but uh um you know just work something out with our community member there or who where those signs are at and some will maybe let you in some may know but you sure park here or hey you know you can use a restroom mm-hmm. so um, we've got a great community, and uh, I think people are pretty excited about this day, and a lot of work has gone into it. So yeah. also, I'd like to encourage you to support our food vendors. We have about 15 downtown out at the fairgrounds. We have more local nonprofit organizations out there, and we do have three churches, um, or four maybe. Our three churches, we have the Catholic Daughters. Um, they're pretty close there at the fairgrounds that will be serving up, I think, spaghetti. Um, United Methodist Church is doing a pasta and St. John's Lutheran Church is doing some nachos and et cetera. So it's always great to support those local vendors. Um, they look forward to this and they like to see the writers um, come out, have a great time. And yeah. thank you for coming to Lamar's. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you so much, Peggy. And we will all see you very soon. All right. Thanks, Kathy. Well, day one, we stay in Sac City. So Lance Willem is on to talk about Sac City plans. Hey, Lance. Hello. How are you doing today? Well, we're pretty busy here getting ready for the big day, but it's going pretty well. It's a beautiful day. I hope the writers have a day like this. Yeah, I know. And you know, uh, hopefully people are listening to this as they're driving to Ragbri and they're getting all excited. So I'm really happy to have you on the podcast to tell everybody what to expect when they roll into Sac City. Well, lots to say. <laughs> well, first off, has Ragbright ever been through Sac City before? It's been through Sac City numerous times, um, about four times as a pass-through town. Hmm. Um, usually when they stay in the town of uh, Lakeview, which is um, just seven miles to the south. And so we've sometimes been at the end of those days and sometimes at the beginning of those days. Oh, gotcha. But we've never, right, but we've never been a host city before. Ah, well, if that's the case, do you want to give the listeners maybe just a brief history of your town, 
Um, fun fact, maybe? Sure. Well, you know, uh, Sac City would be your typical rural Iowa county seat town. You know, we're a little over 2,000 people, mm. and um, which is small for a right by host town. Um, one of the things that we have, um, I think, that's kind of a nice award recently is uh, got a very high rating from a, a study at Iowa State University in a study called Shrink Smart, where even though your town might be getting smaller, um, the, the satisfaction of the people that live there has gone up. Oh, nice. And they're actually replicating that survey and including some more towns. So we'll see how we do this time around. But that was just a few years ago. And, and I think that would match up with you know, the general person's perception. Um, one thing that's helping us with quality of life is um, one of the founders of the town, his, one of his descendants who lived here and ran a business successfully, left $6 million to the town Whoa. for the purposes of beautification. And so I think uh, the writers will, and other visitors will certainly notice those efforts. They're not done. They certainly have not spent all $6 million, mm -hmm. But they'll, people will see the results, um, the public art and so on. So, um, yeah, that, that, that would make us, I would say, relatively unique to have such a large gift for that purpose. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of mind-blowing to think about, you know, you said your population is around 2,000, and you're going to, <laughs> I can't even tell you how many times bigger you're going to become in one day. Like, that's just mind-blowing. Well, yes, but, you know, towns our size have hosted before, and I mentioned Lakeview, which is right in our same school district and county, and they're a town of maybe 1,200, 1,300, but they're also a, a resort-type town with some significant campground spaces and they're used to some large crowds mm -hmm. but um and there's there's towns that have been in the 2000s that have hosted but yes it'll make us you know 10 10 times bigger and <laughs> maybe more depending on how many people choose to just join in that day yeah yeah well ro what role do you have planning for this day well i'm the overall chairperson for the committee so mm -hmm. uh, play a lot of different roles you know a lot of mostly planning and running meetings and a lot of communicating and things like that. And then, of course, as we get a little closer, I'll be um, doing a fair amount of other more physical work. But um, it's, like, it's, your, it's your typical leadership role in terms of just making sure everything's uh, ready. Mm -hmm. um, we collaborate with the right, right people and, you know, work with all of our local people and whoever else in between. And uh, we feel pretty good about where we are with our preparation. Awesome. I'm excited. Um, okay, so us coming into your town, give us a little highlight of maybe, I don't know, the last few miles coming into town, what the terrain's like, you know, is it farmland? Give us some insight. Well, yeah, the last, say, eight miles from early, uh, which is the last pass-through town, uh, it's very typical farmland, corn, corn and beans, and mm -hmm. uh, gently rolling hills in, in that stretch, although as you get to a long day, uh, end of a long day, any any hill kind of doesn't seem rolling. <laughs> right. But but uh, it's pretty gently rolling here. The glaciers made it down this far in Iowa, and I talked about Lakeview, which is home to Blackhawk Lake. And Blackhawk Lake, just seven miles south of here, is the southernmost glacial lake in the state. Mm. So the glaciers got down this far. So we're relatively flat here. Um, I'm not saying there aren't any hills, because there certainly are. But it's it's not it's going to be a relatively easy finish for the bikers. Awesome, and then you know, give us we need to see it in our heads once we roll into town. What can we expect as far as what you guys have been preparing for? 
Well, you know, our, our theme is pop it like it's hot, which is just kind of fun. Um, I, I think we we're very focused on the meat and potatoes needs of the uh, of the bikers. You know, mm-hmm. some water, some food, some uh, other beverages, some shade, some entertainment, showers, a place to camp, and so we. Besides our regular entertainment that we'll probably talk about later, we don't have a lot of things. You know, other activities planned. Mm-hmm. Our, um, but uh, you know, like I said, it's it's going to be pretty typical our main campground is one of the first things that people will come to it's at our elementary school Mm. um a few blocks down the road will be where the vendors are that'll be down in our courthouse square we've kind of picked that because there's a little more shade there and then um the entertainment the main entertainment and the beer garden will be down in our fairgrounds so Mm. it's not very far spread out in sac city you know we're not that big a town so it's all walkable it's certainly bikeable Although you may not really want to bike that much um, at the end of a long day, because there are there are some hills as you go from the upper part of town down into the Raccoon River Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's beautiful, but um, you may want to take the shuttles instead. So we'll have a shuttle that should be about a half hour total with about twelve stops. They'll run you by all these things and mm-hmm. you know the showers and and downtown and all that. So uh, of course we'll encourage people to be patient when it's kind of at peak time, but uh, we'll have like eight shuttles running at a time. And in a town this size, that will get you around pretty well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, like I said, we're just trying to meet those those basic needs and uh, highlight some of the beauty of the town. And we do have the world's largest popcorn ball here, uh, which is about 9,000 pounds. So that may be something people might want to stop and look at. It's right on Main Street across from the Casey store, so pretty easy to find. Um, it's visited by... Well, last year we estimated about 5,000 people came to visit that, Hmm. which in a town our size is a lot of people. Sure, yeah. And if I remember right, you know, I did the inspection ride with Ragbri, and I believe it's right on the route, isn't it? It, uh, It's right on the route going out on Monday morning. Got it. Right on Main Street where a lot of people will be going. It's, Mm -hmm. It's not hard to find, but it is on the way out of town, but I think on Monday morning, you know, you're always focused on getting going, but I'm sure there'll be people doing photo ops throughout the day um, because we have that on a typical day. It wouldn't be unusual to have 50 people stop at the popcorn ball on a regular day or, or more just to do selfie uh, spots. So um, I'm sure we'll have a lot more than that on uh, Rag by Sunday. Right. And who, I mean, you have to be able to say in the future that I went and saw the world's largest popcorn ball. So you've got to do that while you're in Sac City. Well, one, one would think. They certainly, <laughs> uh, there are people that really make that a big, you know, we have people that come here just to see that. Uh, talked to somebody from Kansas City who traveled up just to see the popcorn ball. So nice. this will just be a bonus for the people that are riding. But yes, we hope to see a lot of selfie spots with that. But, you know, really, it's truly just one of many, many cool things to see in western iowa we love it when people come and look at the popcorn ball and the the feedback we get from the people uh that stop is is very positive well you you briefly mentioned uh entertainment but do you want to give the listeners an idea of what kind of entertainment they can um, be ready for right um well we'll start the entertainment a little later in the day just because it's a little longer ride Mm -hmm. Uh, in our downtown courthouse area we'll have uh Chad Elliott, who's pretty well known in this part of the state, playing um, from three to five. And then from five to about nine, we'll have a couple warm up acts in the fairgrounds, beer garden area. Mm-hmm. And then at nine o'clock to about 11, 
will be the Johnny Holm Band, which is a pretty popular ragbri band. We've got a lot of requests for that, and that's who we, we were able to secure. So um, from about 3 to 11, there'll be some musical um, entertainment mm-hmm. downtown and then into the fairgrounds. Right, and I can't speak to the um, warm-up bands, but Johnny Holm Band is probably my favorite ragbri band because they do tons to get the crowd motivated and dancing, and they bring people up on stage for certain songs. It is a incredibly high-energy band, so I highly recommend do not go to bed early that night. you got to go see the band. Well, it's just the first day of biking, so you should have a lot of energy left, right? <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. Right. Uh, okay, so you mentioned the popcorn ball is kind of a must-see place. And I always think that, you know, seeing where the courthouse is in small towns is just beautiful. There's so many photo ops. But did we miss any other places that we think listeners should go visit? You know, the you'll be right by the courthouse. At least most people will be at some point during the day as they come down to eat, maybe head down to the band. Um, we have, and you'll also go by on the way to the entertainment, the only remaining Chautauqua building in the state. Mm-hmm. That's where breakfast, that's where our main breakfast options will be in SAC on Monday morning. Now, we, we realize most people will head out of town and eat in Lytton and beyond, but we will have a pancake breakfast in there. And then a lot of our restaurants will be open too. But the Chautauqua building, a lot of, a lot of great history there if you're mm-hmm. familiar with the Chautauqua movement. And then I would just encourage people to look at the, the public art. We have a lot of selfie spots that we have set down that, that we recommend as good photo opportunities. And a lot of those are the public art related. Um, Cattail Cove, which is by our aquatic center, beautiful, um, or excuse me, Cattail Cove is downtown. Our dandelion lights are up by our aquatic center. And then as people leave town, they may not see it much till then, they'll see the beautiful landscaping on the east entrance to town, which is filled with a lot of um, wonderful art and landscaping. Mm. It runs a good two or three blocks. Again, that came from the Chris Trust money. But there's um, there's some really cool um, metal geese in our uh, Chris Gazebo area, which is where one of our information booths is. So just lots of you go by and say, well, that's really cool. Those are those are metal pine cones. <laughs> yep, they are. They, they make for a great photo op. So I, I think we'll find a lot of people taking advantage of those as well. Awesome. And if they want to go somewhere online before they get to Ragbri, do you have some information sources? Well, of course, the ragbri.com um, will have some fairly straightforward information there uh, for each town. And it should all, I mean, mostly be up. Um, we'll put our food vendors up here pretty soon. Um, and then, uh, then Sex City, like most of the towns, has its own Facebook page, too, for Ragbri. So if you go to Sex City Ragbri uh, on Facebook, you'll find some information there as well. And I'm sure we will add more pictures as we have people coming into town and, and all that. But a lot of what's there right now on those two sites would be very much informational um, the kind of stuff that the writers need to know and probably want to download before they um, come into town. We will have some additional Wi-Fi added by uh, Corn Belt Communications in Wall Lake, and we also have um, U.S. Cellular putting up a, another cell phone tower. So, you know, cell phone service I'm sure will not be as what everybody wants, mm. but it, it, it's worth trying while you're here. But it's always good to download stuff onto your phone or print out maps before you get there. And those two places, ragbrae.com and the Sac City Ragbrae Facebook page, 
would be your best sources at this time. Excellent. You've got me super excited to come visit Sac City. So thank you so much, Lance, for coming on the podcast. Well, it was very good visiting. We look forward to seeing you here. Well, on day two, we stay in Fort Dodge, and to tell us a bit about their plans is Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Well, here we are, uh, day two of Ragbri. So hopefully by this point, the riders are well in tune with pedaling all day long and enjoying all that you are going to plan for us. Absolutely. We're so happy that all the Ragbri riders will be coming into Fort Dodge and and can't wait to see everybody. Excellent. Well, has Ragbri ever been through Fort Dodge before? It has. It's been here in Fort Dodge several times. The last time uh, Ragbri was in town was 2015. Oh, okay. Okay. And how about, do you have any like fun facts about Fort Dodge or maybe, you know, a tiny bit of history? I do have a little bit of history. So Fort Dodge was um, was actually established as a military fort in 1850, mm. um, and then the city was um, platted in uh, 1869. So um, we were a military fort for three years, um, protecting the settlers in the area, and and then we became a community. And our our community has always been based on industry, and um, we've had great mineral deposits in the area. So we have gypsum, um, which makes wallboard and plaster and such. Mm. And that takes us into a fun story with the Cardiff Giant. So if anybody has not heard about the Cardiff Giant, please look into it. But it was one of the biggest hoaxes of the 18th, uh, I'm sorry, in the 19th century. Mm. And it all started with a huge slab of gypsum um, out of Fort Dodge, Iowa. Interesting. I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> it's a great story. Um, the the piece of gypsum ended up being um, a carver made it into a prehistoric man, and they buried it, and this, <laughs> the giant traveled the country with P.T. Barnum for many, many years. And so um, several replicas have been made of the giant, and actually the Fort Museum here in Fort Dodge has their own replica of what um, the Cardiff giant would have been looked like. Oh, excellent. Uh, so that's probably just one place that people can visit when they're in Fort Dodge. But um, before we get into some of the entertainment and cool things to see, mm-hmm. tell the listeners what it's going to be like on their last few miles before they come into Fort Dodge. Um, I'm assuming there is probably some scenic views, some farms, but do you want to give us a highlight? Sure. Coming into Fort Dodge, the riders are going to see quite a bit of farmland. Our area is very full of uh, corn and soybean fields. You'll see some of that. As you start entering into the west side of town, you're going to start some see some of the industries popping up um, along the route. Um, as you actually come into town, you're going to see a big railroad bridge, and then you're going to come to um, the area where the Fort Museum is located, the Iowa Central Community Colleges. Uh, and then you're going to go down what we call the Kenyon Road Bridge. And that's going to be a large or a, a bigger hill 
um, it's going to go down and then have to go back up before we, we send you to the campground. Um, but it goes over the Des Moines River, and so it's very pretty over that view. Um, if you look to, if the riders look to their left, in the middle of the river is a large flag. So that's really pretty to see, but it'll be, it would be a pretty outlook for them. Nice. So, and they'll have their last hill of the day. That's, that's always exciting to know it's the last of the last for the day. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes so the, the campgrounds will be down by the river as well. Mm. And so they'll have another down, but I don't believe there'll be another up for them. Okay, good, good. So once they get into town, figure out where they're camping, get, you know, showered up, what can they go and see in the town as far as um, where vendors are set up or entertainment? Sure. So our entertainment venue is going to be in our downtown area. And so it'll be uh, about eight blocks of vendors and stages. We have uh, a couple breweries in town. Oh, okay. In the downtown. So we have a brewery and a uh, two breweries down in the downtown area, and instead of having like a beer garden, f- like um, like we normally would have had, mm-hmm. we're actually just selling drink tickets, and people can go to dip ten partner establishments oh, in excellent. the downtown area. So, um, starting at two to four, there's going to be a couple roving musician musicians wandering through the downtown area. Then at four o'clock, we start our stages, and so. Um, we'll have three stages located. Um, the first one will be running from four to six, and that'll be Corey Waller and the Wicked Things. Um, and then we have uh, Salty View going to perform at six to eight, and then at another stage. And the third stage will be Lone Tree Revival. Oh, okay. And then I'm assuming that there's plenty of things that exist in Fort Dodge that are worth taking a look at. Uh, any must, must-see must places that you want to share? Absolutely. So um, if you'd like to see Iowa's largest mural, um, not too far from the campgrounds is going to be the Fort Dodge Grain Silo Mural. Mm. Obviously placed on a grain silo, but it is 110 feet tall, and it goes all the way around the silos. And it was painted by an Australian internationally renowned artist, uh, Guido Van Helten. So I, I really encourage you to take a peek at that. Um, we have couple museums if you want to get into the air conditioning and mm-hmm. and enjoy some of the history and the art of the area. So we have the Fort Museum and Frontier Village, and then we also have the Blandon Art Museum. If you like more active, fun stuff, uh, Fort Frenzy is a family entertainment um, center, and they will have go-karts and arcade games, a lot of fun places to go there. And then um, if you're wanting to cool down and get get into the water, Rosedale Rapids Aquatic Center is a place that you'll want to go. So there's lots of places you can go and things you can see, as well as shopping downtown. All the shops will be ready for Red Bry Riders mm-hmm. and, and wanting to help you out as well. And I can tell you firsthand, when we came through on the inspection ride, I got to ride the go-karts a couple times, and it was a blast. They are fun, absolutely. <laughs> and how about you? What role are you playing in this day? 
I'm actually considered the secretary of the Ragbright efforts here in in um, for Fort Dodge, mm-hmm. and I'm also on the advisory committee. But I will be a runner. I will be just all over, everywhere, yeah. helping where I can, and um, just being there to as support for any any needs that our committees have and our riders need. All right. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for coming on. And um, I speak for most of the riders and to say thank you for all the work you've done. And we're really excited to come see what you have going on in Fort Dodge. Oh, thank you for for selecting us. We're we're um, proud of the honor to host Ragbri and can't wait to um, meet all the riders. Okay, well, day three ends in Iowa Falls, and Jeff is here to tell us about what to expect when we roll into Iowa Falls. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Kathy. How you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm good. I'm pretty excited about Iowa Falls. I mean, I don't want to, you know, share too much about it, but when we came through on pre-ride, it was one of my favorite stops because of beautiful, you know, views of the water and the people, and I'm just really excited. Well, I have a feeling that everyone who rides Rag Bri, whether it be for one day, a handful of days, or the entire week, and they come through Iowa Falls, they're going to feel the same way. Because I think we have the best of all worlds, and that is we have a beautiful community to begin with. We have the Iowa River that runs through it. It's very scenic. We have a downtown with vibrant businesses and establishments. And in addition, we are right in the middle of the week and as close to the middle of the state as you can find it. And we are just the right size. We are a community of about 5,500 people. Oh, wow. And so I find... And I've been doing this rag rye thing, as you know, Kathy, for many years. Mm-hmm. So let's just say since 2002. Okay. And to me, the one overnight towns that I look most fondly back at are those smaller communities where everyone is kind of within walking distance of everything. Yeah. And everything, everyone is just uh, camping kind of in the same way. You're not as spread out as you might be in some other communities. And so I, again, I concur with you. And I know I'm a little biased. Having lived here in Iowa Falls for the past 17 years, but I completely concur this will be a highlight of the week for those that are fortunate enough to experience nautical by nature here in Iowa Falls on Tuesday, July 27th. Awesome. And before we get into some of the nitty gritty, the details of what you guys are planning, can you tell the listeners what the terrain is like around your community? So when they're pedaling into Iowa Falls, what are they going to see? So the cool thing about the ride into Iowa Falls is it's a short six-mile flat ride on old Highway 20, Mm. scenic old Highway 20 from Alden. And so it's going to be flat. It's going to be quick. It's going to be scenic. And then when they come into town, we are a river community. Mm-hmm. So there is some change in elevation. And most people will have their legs by this point. I mean, they're going to oh, be so strong. And, yes. you know, a tiny little bit of elevation is going to be no big yeah. deal. And what, exactly. the, what choice do we have, right? Well, I tell you what, the <laughs> cool thing is there is a choice. For the first time in the history of Ragbri. Riders have a choice on whether to stick to hard-surfaced roads for the entire day 
or they can ride the gravel ah, route yes, you're from right. Fort Dodge into Iowa Falls. And so with hookups in both, well, Webster City for the meeting town and also in Alden, and then everyone will converge and ride in that last six miles into Iowa Falls together. So awesome. very unique opportunity for people first time in the history of rag ride for a full-on gravel day yeah that's pretty exciting too it is well yeah. okay so once we get into town um you mentioned the theme but do you want to do you want to say it again and then just what what sort of sites can we go see in iowa falls Absolutely. When you come through town, you again, our theme in Iowa Falls is nautical by nature. Mm -hmm. It's obviously a shout out to the what 90s hip hop group Naughty by Nature. Um, we have super cool koozies that have and shirts that have been printed up. The koozies uh, have our logo nautical by nature on one side. And um, I believe it says something like, I got naughty, N-A-U-T-I, in <laughs> nice. Iowa Falls. Yeah. So on the backside. So pretty cool. So look for that at our information booth, one. Okay. You're going to come in on Old 20. You're going to roll into town. You're going to cross the scenic Iowa River. You're going to go underneath the flag that says, welcome to Iowa Falls. Mm. We have a few other amenities that you can expect as you're rolling through. Um, as you get to our brand new city hall, you have the opportunity to turn right uh, to go down to Dugan's Landing, a quick one and a half mile jaunt south for a midweek double dip. OK, mm. so, you know, you dip your back tire at the Missouri River. You dip your front tire in the Mississippi River. Well, how about you dip? both tires in the Iowa River hey, in Iowa right. Falls. Yeah. And so there'll be a little opportunity to get some pictures taken down at Dugan's Landing. Um, if you saw the little blip on WHO that Allie Campbell, the other coach here and myself, did earlier this week on Channel 13, that's where we were standing at is at with the limestone bluffs in the background. So just a beautiful scenic spot for an opportunity for a quote-unquote double dip okay and we'll have like a cardboard cut out for people to put their faces through and that type of thing mm -hmm. too so kind of cool then they'll come up the hill and i use that term pretty lightly they'll just cruise right on up the hill and they will see the vendors right in front of them they'll be cruising in on washington street which is old highway 20 and so right there they'll see the vendors uh, that will include obviously rag Bry mm -hmm. and um, all of our bike shops and food vendors etc they will take a left which is then going north and one block from where they turn is where our entertainment center oh, will be. Oh, nice. Okay. Kathy, we will have two stages going on all and going. So we have simul or music going on back to back to back to back. Seven different bands. Well, uh, first one starts at 11 o'clock in the morning. Wow. The last one ends at 11 o'clock at night. Multiple encores notwithstanding. And so we have a full-on music festival going on in Iowa Falls on Tuesday, July 27th. When you cross the Iowa River, and Kathy, I know you remember this too, one of the things that we ended with our pre-ride was a boat ride yes. on the scenic city Empress up and down the river. We are going to be running the scenic city Empress 
for three different cruises with a 50 passenger limit each time. Nice. And it'll be kind of a first come, first serve, but a great opportunity to see the sights from the Iowa River. Uh, the first one will be at one o'clock. The next cruise will be at 2.30, and the final cruise will be at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So more for those early enters into mm -hmm. Iowa Falls, mm -hmm. but a great opportunity to see the sights from the scenic city empress. And again, it'll be first come, first serve, $10 per person. And so look forward to that because I know that was a highlight of our pre-ride for oh, all that for were involved sure. in yeah. And it was just, there are so many sites to see as we cruised up and down. So I will say that it's well worth your time to go find this if you get into town early. Absolutely. And we will have people welcoming you throughout. We'll have maps to turn up. All you have to do, and we'll have uh, volunteer shirts, so it'll be easy to find. And so just ask anyone if you want to know where anything is, awesome. and we'll be able to, to help and direct you. So is there a place online that people can find out more information if they are maybe on their way to Ragbri right now while they're listening to this? Absolutely. If that's the case, welcome to Iowa Falls and to the full Ragbri experience. Yeah. I would recommend that uh, they go and check out our Ragbri Iowa Falls Facebook page. Mm -hmm. If anyone is still looking for places to stay, uh, we have campgrounds throughout the community, um, some open and some for specific uh, clubs, teams, and charters. Mm -hmm. uh, the official Ragbri campground, registered Ragbri rider campground, will be at Iowa Falls Alden High School at the north side of town. But do check the um, Ragbri Iowa Falls Facebook page, mm -hmm. the Ragbri Iowa Falls website, and then there's also that Iowa Falls um, housing match that you can post things on if you are still looking for that uh, all-important place to pitch a tent or hang your head or lay your head, I should say, for your time here in Iowa Falls. Awesome. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for your time. And hey, I'm just going to throw one other thing oh, in yeah, there. I won't go through our entire music lineup. We have five local bands that will be playing starting again at 11 o'clock and switching off from our band shell to the main stage, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, but our two kind of co-headlining acts, yeah. we have a band out of Minnesota, a high-energy bluegrass band mm. that will be playing from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the band shell stage called Pert Near Sandstone. And I am seeing a buzz about having them here on their site and on their fans uh, page so mm. come check them out they have a clogger they don't have a drummer they have a clogger in fact they have two of them because they're so high energy wow. that one can't keep up and then our final headline band at uh, that plays from 8 to 11 again encores notwithstanding uh, is a band that has played ragbri once in 2016 they actually let Rick Springfield open for them in a Tumwa, oh and gosh. we have sellout that will be playing out of Lawrence, Kansas. Welcome back to Ragbri. They are super duper excited to be headlining our uh, main stage, playing all the hits with costumes from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. Awesome. I cannot wait. I hope that... Oh, it's going to be great. We and our community has stepped up big time, and uh, we are ready. Come get nautical by nature awesome. in Iowa Falls. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jeff.
Well, day four ends in Waterloo, and Tavis is here to tell us about what to expect when we roll into Waterloo. Hey, Tavis. Hey, how are you? Good. And now, yeah. I've had the luxury. I got to ride bikes with you when we rolled through during pre-ride. So I, That's right. I have a tiny taste of what to expect when we roll into Waterloo, but I'm pretty excited to have you on anyway. Absolutely. We're excited. Uh, we were excited to, to host you a few weeks back, and we're really excited to host 16,000-plus uh, <laughs> cyclists uh, here in a couple days. I actually lived in Waterloo in college when I went to UNI, and I had my bike there then, and the trail system was amazing, but you know, here we are, you know, that was back in the 90s. So here we are in 2021. And Waterloo has exploded as far as being a bike friendly community. Yeah, yeah, we've got, uh, we've got well over 100 miles of trail between Waterloo and Cedar Falls. Um, um, In our downtown, it connects five different trail systems. And so uh, really serves as a great hub for for cyclists. Yeah, so if people roll into Waterloo early that day, you know they can get showered up, or they can just cruise around on all the trail systems, you know, while they wait for the entertainment to start. But that's exactly right. Do you want to tell us, you know, whether or not Ragbri has ever been to Waterloo before, and also maybe a fun fact about the community? Sure, sure. So uh, we did host. Uh, uh, we've hosted a couple of times. The mm-hmm. last time. Uh, was in 2010. Uh, we hosted out towards uh, the Isle Casino, Lost Island Water Park. Mm. Uh, that na- that whole area has changed incredibly uh, since then, and it will continue to change as the Birch family continues their investment with a $114 million theme park. Wow. Uh, $104 million theme park. It's, it's, it's quite mind-blowing, actually, so we're super excited for that to open in 2022, but this year, we're going to have folks, uh, you know, in our downtown, uh, sort of the heart of the city, mm-hmm. um, really get a get a sense of the flavor of what makes Waterloo a unique place. And what's your role in planning the day? Sure. So I'm I'm the executive director at Experience Waterloo is my my day job. Oh, okay. Um, although it feels like uh, I am just the executive director of Waterloo Rag Uh They <laughs> our job is to just to make sure we welcome folks uh, yeah. the right way. You know, we're, we're trying to put as, um, get as many community folks engaged and excited about, you know, welcoming all these, all these cyclists into town and while also keeping them educated, um, it really serves as a great opportunity for communities mm-hmm. to talk about how to interact with cyclists on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, safety is, is paramount for RAGBRAI every year. And it's a good reminder for locals to keep an eye out, to mm-hmm. um, just stay attentive. Uh, we're excited about all of the things that RAGBRAI is, is bringing us this year, the opportunity to engage locals mm-hmm. as well as 16,000 plus uh, visitors uh, overnight. Sure. And I'm, you know, I'm guessing once we roll into town, there may be um, some intersections where there's vehicle traffic. But for the most part, when you're on RAGBRAI, the roads are mostly just cyclists. But do you want to give us a highlight of what we can expect as we, you know, the last few miles before we get to Waterloo? What's the terrain like? Yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, it's pretty, it's like a lot of Iowa. Uh, it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty rural, pretty, you know, you see a lot of farmland. But as you come into town, um, that north section of town, folks are going to be coming uh, from Janesville, a little bit more rural. Uh, so they're actually technically in Waterloo, mm. um, but they are, um, doesn't necessarily 
feel like what you would think of when you think of Waterloo, right? The town of, uh, we're a town of 68,000 plus residents. And so as you're coming in, you'll, it'll be a, uh, uh, an ease into Waterloo and then you'll start to get a little bit more of a feel, uh, as as an urban setting. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, there's, there's, look, it's, we are a city. And so there are some, there are some obstacles in getting folks through, um, but we're excited for the challenge. So folks will come down uh, Burton Avenue. They'll come over Conger Street. They'll go right past the National Cattle Congress. And uh, they'll come down into the festival grounds via River Road, which is on uh, in between the Cedar River and uh, John Deere, um, which is uh, a good little mile, mile and a half uh, stretch mm-hmm. of a very scenic route. We're actually... Uh, working with Crest uh, to do Mile of Smiles on that oh, stretch, nice. yeah. which is super exciting. And so, um, and then once once you get through River Road, you're basically into the festival grounds. You'll take a, a quick left on Commercial Street, uh, sort of and officially enter into the festival right in front of Single Speed Brewing, um, which is a great partner of ours in in Ragbri and so much of just promoting uh, everything that there is to do in Waterloo. So we're excited to, uh, we're excited to have folks. Awesome. And what's your theme for Waterloo? So our, our theme is a, a Waterloo experience. Nice. Um, it, that sort of ties in the word experience visually. Uh, it has the word Prince in it. And so our, our headliner uh, is a group called the Purple Experience. Uh, it's a Prince uh, tribute band. And so um, a lot of our decorations, a lot of our uh, uh, signage, a lot of our marketing has really been very heavily purple. Uh, we're excited to sort of have some fun playing with that, maybe some signage along the way, um, you know, reminding folks of some Prince lyrics that they might have forgotten. Music is going to start uh, at three o'clock, but we'll have we'll have stuff up and running beer and uh, and food vendors uh, will be uh, up and running by noon. Okay. And so uh, there in our, in our downtown festival site, we'll have some other activities there as well. A hatchet throwing bags, um, all that good fun stuff. But then the music will start at three o'clock. We actually have two stages this year. Mm. Um, and so one of them is at the expo grounds which is that's sort of our main stage, and the other is at a riverfront amphitheater. Um, and so the expo grounds will start at 3 o'clock, uh, and that's a group called Diplomat, followed by Stackhouse. Uh, Stackhouse goes on at 5.30, um, and then the Purple Experience will go on at 9 o'clock. Um, and then over on our second stage, over at the amphitheater stage, a group called Prone to Jones, uh, starting at 5. And then Kevin Burt, who is from Waterloo, oh, yeah. resides in Iowa City, but uh, a lot of folks around the state uh, know Kevin. Uh, he'll be playing at 7.30 over at the amphitheater. So um, it should be a, it should be a really good time. I'm pretty pumped about the whole Prince tribute band. Definitely. We're excited to... Uh, like I said, we're excited to, to sort of play around with uh, uh, some Prince lyrics. Not all of them are, not all of them are the easiest uh, for us to to to, uh, to print. <laughs> um, but uh, he he was uh, obviously so iconic uh, as an artist and really spanned genres. And yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we we wanted to make sure that I don't I don't think that there's been a Prince cover band uh, on a rag ride before. Um, and so 
you know, we wanted we wanted our experience to be something a little bit different, mm-hmm. um, but that really spoke to Waterloo, and we thought that Prince uh, really did a, a great job of both of those. So we're excited to uh, to have that as a piece of our marketing and, and a piece of what we're going to offer here this year. Excellent. And you briefly mentioned John Deere, but are there, you know, if cyclists get in and before they sit down to enjoy some entertainment or some food, uh, any must-see places that you want to promote? Yeah, so you know we've got a handful of of those pieces already in our downtown, um, which is partially why we decided to to host our festival there. So whether it's uh, the Grout Museum in the Iowa uh, Veterans Museum there, um, the Dan Gable Museum. This mm. is this will be right in the middle of the Olympics, and so uh, the Dan Gable Museum is is definitely a spot you want to check out. You know, obviously we will be driving or riding past uh, John Deere. Um, you know, there's there's a few of those spots. You know, of course, also encourage folks to get out if if they get in early, especially any families that might be on. Lost Island Water Park is a nationally ranked water park. I'm sure well uh, well attended on a day that's <laughs> you know it's likely going to be a little warm. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. It is the end of July, so uh, a water park is is always great. We will have actually in our festival grounds we do have a swimming pool, um, and so um, we've we've got some access there. If folks just want to take a quick dip uh on their on their way in um we've also got a splash pad uh ready for folks a, a sort of a, a, a purple rain station if you will nice. uh and so uh you know we are uh, there's there are a couple of those spots that that we really do want to make sure that folks are checking out as well we aren't going to have a ton of food vendors we're going to have food vendors uh, but mm-hmm. we also want folks to get to and through the 20 plus restaurants that are in our downtown Um, and so, um, we'll have 10 or so food vendors. Uh, they're all stocked up and they're ready to go. They know, uh, sort of what's ahead of them, but we're going to really focus on trying to get folks to go check out the doughy joeys of the world or the basil pizzas of the world or the Jameson's. And I shouldn't have started this list because now I've got to name all 20 (laughs) plus, but, um, you know, we, we want folks, we, we recognize that Ragbri presents an amazing opportunity for economic recovery post-COVID. And it's always, uh, Ragbri is always a a boom to a local economy. Um, But this year, especially as, as everywhere is looking to recover, it's especially important for us to keep that in mind. And so uh, we want to we want to drive traffic out to those other spots, but then we also want them to come back and enjoy the entertainment uh, at night. So, uh, like I said, we've outlined the the uh, the bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we're going to have twenty different beers, which is a logistical nightmare. I'll I'll admit, <laughs> I don't know what the heck we were thinking, but uh, we're going to do it. Uh, we're excited. We want to we want to throw a party, yeah. and uh, we want to make sure that folks are going to be able to enjoy themselves. So it's going to be. Uh, uh, it's definitely going to lend itself. That that beer list is going to be a little heavier towards craft beers. It's, you know, it's not just your sort of traditional uh, lagers. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got those, uh, but there's also an, a cool opportunity to enjoy. You know, five of the single speed beers uh, we're going to have in cans. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have um, Big Grove, of course. Uh, we'll we'll ha- we'll have a presence. We're going to have uh, some some ciders and some uh, some sours and. Uh, some seltzers, and we're going to have a little bit of everything for everybody. Um, but we're excited uh, to to really put on a good party for folks and uh, and have a good time. Awesome. And if uh, people, listeners, want to learn more about, like you mentioned, the restaurants or beer selection or like where the campgrounds are, where can they go to find that? 
That's right. They can go to experiencewaterloo.com slash ragbri. So uh, we're excited for folks to go in, check out, obviously, the ragbri page, but then also explore the rest, uh, explore what else there is to do um, in this community that we love. And, um, you know, we're excited to to welcome folks with open arms. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Tavis, for coming on. And I will be looking for you when I arrive in Waterloo. Sounds good. We'll see you then. All right. Next up is Animosa, which is day five. And with us today is Leanna Boone. Hey, Leanna. Hi, how are you? Good. Thanks for coming on the podcast to uh, showcase your community. Absolutely. Thanks for asking. Sure. Well, first question is, has Ragbri ever been to Animosa before? They have. Um, this is actually our fourth time. Oh. Um, the last time was in 2012. Do you want to give us just maybe a brief history about Animosa, maybe a fun fact or two? Sure. Um, Animosa was founded in 1838, and it was originally known as Buffalo Forks. Mm. Later on, changed its name to Lexington in 1856, which became incorporated, and then there was a... Um, issue with the mail, so they changed the name to Animosa to um, avoid any confusion with mail delivery. Oh, interesting. We are um, also known as the pumpkin capital of Iowa. Um, We were named that in 1993 by the Iowa State Legislature. Mm. And to go along with that, each um, October, on the first Saturday of October, we hold our Animosa Pumpkin Fest and Ryan Norland Giant Pumpkin Way Off. Hmm. Is that because you grow pumpkins or because you promote pumpkins or that you showcase pumpkins? Um, kind of all. Oh, um, yeah. it was, it's because we started the, um, it, the pumpkin fest all started with the giant pumpkin way off. Um, we're a nationwide way off site for um, giant pumpkin growers. Oh, interesting. Well, you briefly... Yeah. You briefly mentioned it, but what role will you be playing on this day? Um, I'm one of the main committee chairs, and I'm also on a lot of the other um, subcommittees. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had a hand in everything, and I'm, I'll am i be around all day, mm-hmm. helping out wherever mm-hmm. needed. It's, it's just hard um, from the perspective of a bike rider to think about how much work went into getting ready for this day um, to have, you know, 10 to 15,000 cyclists just zoom through your town and zoom out in in a matter of 24 hours. Right. It's, it's a lot. I mean, and you can say that we had an extra year because of, you know, last year with everything getting canceled. Mm. Um, And so we had a lot of plans in place, which we um, stuck with. But when it comes down to it, you know, the last few weeks are very busy sure. with getting all the last minute things done. So sure. but it's fun. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, I, you know, Ragbri came through there the first part of June when we did the inspection ride. And I was part mm-hmm. of that. That was one of my favorite bike rides into a community was coming into Anamosa because it was so beautiful. And I don't want to spoil it. So do you want to maybe tell the listeners a little <laughs> bit about the terrain coming into town, like what they see? As you know, it's it's kind of hilly around here. Yes. We, you know, we have a lot of farmland, but it's it's really beautiful scenery. I mean, we're Grant Wood country. So mm-hmm. if you've ever seen any Grant Wood paintings, that's what coming into Animosa 
on, along that route is like. And it really does feel that way. Like you are, mm-hmm. I think we were joking about it, Andrea Parrott and I saying, you know, wow, I bet you this hill could be part of a Grantwood painting. And we both look at each other and say, it probably is. It probably is. It is. <laughs> it is. That route, I mean, you could probably look at a painting and recognize parts of the route. Yeah, yeah. that painting. And I, you know, I know it's your community and I don't know if you are excited or proud of the Anamosa State Penitentiary but from my perspective, it was another beautiful sight because that it almost looks like a castle. You know, I don't ever want to be on the inside, but it was just right. a really beautiful sight. And you could see it on the left as you came into town. It is. And that's, I mean, if you haven't seen it, it you're exactly right. That's what it looks like. Um, and people need to see that. Um, it's a beautiful piece of architecture. Mm-hmm. When riders roll into your town, what are they going to see and expect? And like, tell us a little bit about um, maybe the uh, entertainment, the campgrounds, all that good stuff. Sure. So our whole focus this year um, to go along with that is big things. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we, um, we have the big pumpkins, we have the big house, and we also have um, a big sculpture, which is a 25 foot tall um, it's called the God Bless America. It's the Gothic couple, and it's it would be a great photo op for writers. Um, we encourage everybody to come see it, and that'll be right at our main entertainment area, mm-hmm. so it'll be easy to spot. And it is a one of a kind, right? It it's it is. If I remember right, it's a traveling sculpture, but you all are working really hard to make it become a permanent sculpture. We are. Um, we're working very hard. Um, it's it's going to take a lot to bring it to town, but we're you know we're fundraising. We have a Venmo. Um, we're working on grants. It it needs to stay here. Mm-hmm. It's a huge tourist draw for the town. We had it in 2018. You know it increased tourism. All the businesses could see a difference. So it it needs to be here and it belongs here. Yes, definitely. And that is kind of in the main hub of your downtown area. Will entertainment mm-hmm. and campground and vendors also be in that same hub? So the entertainment is. That's where our main stage is. Mm-hmm. That's where our beer garden is, right in that area. Um, vendors will be set up along Main Street. Our main campground, um, we're kind of scattered out here. We don't have you know big area all in one place. So our main campground will be at Strawberry Hill School. Mm. Which is, I mean, everything here is pretty close. So, but we have shuttles. We have, um, we're trying to do everything we can to make it as easy on riders as possible to get downtown. Mm-hmm. We know we're the longest day on the route, but we still hope people come down and see what we have to offer. Our beer garden is being run by our local veterans group, the Teufel Hunt guys. Um, they are awesome. They're, um, helping us out in a big way on this. They are raising money for the, Freedom Rock, which will be in Stone City. Mm. They participate in Toys for Tots. They're huge in that. So they are a great group that does a lot for the town. So we wanted to be able to help them out. Mm-hmm. And our bands are all local bands. We have three um, great entertainment, a mix of everything. So it's it's going to be really nice to see. And it, it's, I think it's important to say that again, that when people go into the beer garden and are buying beer, that that money is staying in your community, um, in Stone City. So it's, it is, when you spend money in Anamosa, the money is staying in Anamosa. It, it most definitely is. Mm-hmm. And that's why we got um, 
that's why we involved this veterans group. That's why, you know, we chose the local bands. We're trying to support our community as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's huge to us. You know, we could have gone, you know, we could have gone other routes, but we want everything to stay here. We want to support the community. We want to get the sculpture to stay here. We want to help our, you know, our veterans group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's our main focus. Right. So let's say the riders get in there, you know, it's a long day, but let's say they get in there nice and early and set up their camps, grab something to eat, maybe a beer, listen to some music. We mentioned, you know, visiting the penitentiary, which is just on the outside of town, and then also the Mm -hmm. amazing sculpture. Is there any other things people should hit while they're in town? Absolutely. Um, As you're going up to see the penitentiary, um, go visit the Animosa State Penitentiary Museum. It has so Mm -hmm. much history and facts about the penitentiary. We have the Grantwood Art Gallery um, that tells the history of Grantwood, Jones County, and also the National Motorcycle Museum. We also have, um, yeah, if you visit Riverside Cemetery, you can see Grantwood's um, gravesite. So there's a lot of history in town that we really encourage people. But those three museums that we have are um, kind of hidden gems, and we really want to promote them. Mm-hmm. They'll all be open late for the writers to to visit. Excellent. Is there a place that people can go to learn more about Animosa or find out more about what you have available? Yep. We have the Animosa Regbri 2021 Facebook page. Um, we have a tab on the official Regbri page. If you find Animosa... Um, if you're, if writers are still looking for housing, we have the Animosa housing match page. Um, and then also the Animosa chamber page tells a lot of information and events that we have coming up. And I did notice. We want people to come back. Yes, definitely. And I did notice on the ragbri.com website that now all of the, um, uh, like the maps are on that website. So if people are listening to this while they're driving to the start of Ragbri, you know, get on, not the driver, but get on your phone and um, <laughs> peruse through the website because you'll be able to see where the campground is in Anamosa, where that sculpture is, um, just all kinds of good things about the community. Absolutely. And come back, come back in October, see the giant pumpkins. Yes. And um, I, I've ridden my bike through Anamosa. I live close by and it is hilly, but there is so much beauty to see in your community. So I I really hope that you're able to keep that statue there. And I'm assuming Ragbri Riders, in a sense, will be contributing to that fund. We certainly hope so. Yes. <laughs> we're trying to make it easy. Like I said, we're going to have a sign down there with Venmo information, and we'll try to have people down there to, to tell a little bit about it. So we think it's it's a really great thing for town. And like I said, we need to keep it here. Yes. So we appreciate all the help that anybody can give us in that aspect. Awesome. Well, Leanna, thank you so much for coming on the podcast to tell us a little bit about Animosa. Thank you. So on day six, we'll be staying in DeWitt. So Angela and Tom are with us to talk about DeWitt plans. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. Well, so glad to have you on the podcast. And I, you know, when I was on pre-ride, I definitely had a great time in DeWitt. There was lots to see. So I'm really excited to talk to you guys so that you can tell the listeners what you have planned. We're really excited to have you guys come. This is, it's going to be an epic night. Awesome. Oh, I like that. So a first question I've been asking everyone is, has Ragbri ever been to DeWitt before? Ragbri has been to DeWitt before. Mm. It was in 1994. We were a pass-through town. 
so quite a while ago, and um, we're very excited to have you guys come back and this time stay the night. Excellent. And how about just a brief history of DeWitt and maybe if you know a fun fact or two? Gosh, you know, um, I had to look this up just to make sure what I told you was was accurate. But 1836 is when Dewitt uh, was plotted. Um, that's 185 years young, mm. and I think one of the the most interesting things about our community is we're obviously rural. It's Iowa, so everything is considered rural almost. Mm-hmm. But um, we really are a small town. We're just over 5,000 people, um, but we are a small town that doesn't realize we're small. We think big. We do things big. If we say we're going to do it, it's going to be on a large scale. Awesome. And uh, we're super excited. So we're kind of putting that challenge out there of, you know, do you think you can handle the wit uh, to our RAGBRAI riders? Because we want this to be the most fun evening you have on the entire 2021 ride. And isn't that your theme? Can you handle it? it it is our theme, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so do you want to you know, tell the listeners, both Tom and Angela, what role you guys will be playing or have been playing in the planning? I can go first. So I have been involved in from the day one because I've ridden rag ride teams for almost 30 years, and nice. I was super excited um, that rag ride was coming to town. So I've been involved in the... Uh, the entertainment, the vendors, the electrical, and the beverage garden. And that has just, we're going to take the beverage gardens to the next level. Yeah. And we are going to have a great time downtown. We have like almost a half mile of party light, and we're going to have four beverage gardens, vodka lemonades and Tito's, Captain Jack, Apple Crown, and all the beer. It's going to be a great time. And how about you, Angela? So my day job is I run our local chamber and economic development organization. Oh, okay. Um, I was one of the first people that Ragbright called to say, would you be interested in hosting us? Because we were one of those towns that came on um, with the new 2021 schedule. First and foremost, I'm the community advocate mm-hmm. for hosting this event in our community. I'm involved with our executive committee, our sponsorship and fundraising committee, public relations, um, our budget committee, and I seem to have gone to at least one or four committee meetings for every <laughs> single committee we've had. <laughs> so I like to say that I, I want to just sit at the beverage tent and like welcome everybody, but yeah. I think I'm going to be more involved in that the day of. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, and it's it's pretty, it's pretty cool to know that Tom has done so many ragbries, so he's got a, a quite the insider scoop on helping with all these different meetings, especially if people, you know, are ready to host that many riders. But really, you know, do you really know what 15,000 bicyclists look like? And so it's cool that Tom has that insight. That's exactly right. And I'll just take this opportunity to give Tom a great big thank you for his leadership in this, because... I'm the cheerleader in that, heck yes, we'll figure it out. And then he's been the one that says, we need to do it this way, or mm-hmm. we, you know, we need to like double that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I've not ever been in a town um, that's hosted overnight ragbri. I was at the 94 event, but I was much younger then, and I wasn't really paying attention to it as an organizer. Right. So Tom's 
perspective as well as a number of other writers that have volunteered on different committees for us has really been priceless Mm -hmm. in making sure that we put our best foot forward as a community as well as we manage expectations and really create an event that's going to be a great experience for our residents as well as for all the writers. Excellent. Yeah. And, you know, obviously not everybody that does RAGBRAI um, drinks alcohol, but I do. And I can tell you when we were on the pre-ride that you guys had done, or somebody from the DeWitt committee had done many, many experiments on nailing down the vodka lemonade and you guys have done it. So I cannot wait to have at least one vodka lemonade when I get to do it. <laughs> that's all Tom. <laughs> you know, that's science class back in high school. I paid attention in college. College, you know. So. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Well, we just expect it to be so much fun. And just having written it so many years, uh, I just know what kind of fun it is. And people can find whatever really works for them. Right. You know? Right. And, uh, that's what I told them. It's like, it's a great melting pot of just people that are out there and they all have one thing in common. They ride their bike. Mm -hmm. And that's what's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and speaking of actually riding the bike, uh, give us an idea of what it's like rolling into your community as far as, you know, like you said, it's rural Iowa. So are we looking at farms or hills or what are we going to see as we come into town? Oh, boy, do I put the miles on outside of town. So, and that road we're going to come in from Calamus, say 20 miles out. I'd give it some 20 out. It's going to be nice, easy rolling hills, great road, nice view. And so there's no killer hills. And hopefully we have a little tailwind. We're coming, we're heading almost straight east the last 20 miles. And then when we come into town, we have about a two and a half mile where we're cutting down through trees. And it's a little curvy, and we go past the golf course, and we roll into the northwest side of town. Mm -hmm. It's just beautiful. You know, and maybe you'll see some wildlife. And then, okay, so they get into town. They've enjoyed their beautiful view 20 miles in. So now what? You know, we already explained what the theme is, but what kinds of things are they going to see as far as campground location, vendors, just cool stuff into it? Well, I'll take that one. Um, Yeah, take it. (laughs) So I'm really excited for everyone to come into town. Um, You know, from the moment you uh, not even hit the edge of town, because I think we're going to start bombarding everyone with uh, some fun signage and just uh, things to kind of get you excited to come into town. We've got some great um, bike sculptures and art, um, good signage, again, that inspires the idea of can you handle this much fun, um, (laughs) kind of previewing the entertainment options. We have a great welcome center, um, which we positioned at our fitness center and our aquatic center. Um, And that kind of curves right through town and is um, near one of our first campgrounds. And then, you know, we head everyone into our downtown area. um, And the routes that we're indicating or instructing people to take to get to their campgrounds are spread throughout the community. Um, Take you right past our downtown. And that's strategically where we positioned all of the fun. Mm -hmm. That's where the main stage is going to be. It's where all the vendors are going to be. It's all within walking distance of all of the campgrounds. We're still going to provide shuttles because we do understand some people (laughs) want to shuttle. But if you had to walk it, you absolutely could walk everywhere and do it. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty of it being a small town 
in that uh, you're going to quadruple our population, but you can walk uh, from all the campgrounds to the fun of the downtown. And do you have, well, I hopefully you have your entertainment nailed down? Yeah, I can take this one. Um, we have bands set up from 11 in the morning right till 1130 at night. Wow. So we have a, uh, a band shell in our uh, Lincoln Park right downtown, and we're going to have bands playing there throughout the day. And then at 6 o'clock, we'll be shifting to the main stage, which is placed right underneath the big white water tower downtown. If you're in town and you see the water tower right in the center of town, that's where you got to go to. Okay. To get to the beverage gardens and our music. So we have the Brat Pack out of Southern Illinois going to play at 6 till 8. And then Pop Rocks out of Minneapolis are going to take the main stage at 8.30 and they'll play till 11.30. Excellent. And that water tower is hard to miss. So I think you're exactly right. As long as everybody, you know, gets their tent set up and looks around, finds the water tower, that will tell them right where to go. Yep. And for a note, as been on Ragbury so many times, our town is flat. And you can get around, you know, if you if you're gassed, it's like you can almost coast your bike downtown if you want to ride it downtown. I know that story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're you're tired and you're like oh, I'm just gonna I gotta get downtown so you could walk or you could ride your bike but it is flat it's easy to get around and Angela was dead on to say you can get anywhere in our town but we will have shuttles and I I'm gonna screw up what this building is but right next to the water tower is a very historic building and I feel like it's maybe German but it's it's a great photo opportunity. You're exactly right. It's a house barn. Yeah. Um, so it's a brick building with a thatch roof, and it's directly underneath the water tower, kitty corner to where the main stage is going to be. I have no doubt people are going to want to take a picture in front of it because mm-hmm. it's just kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but that thatch roof is, is very iconic. We have a little museum um, that kind of talks about the German heritage of our community. Um, and that will be open um, during the day. It's right near where that daytime stage is going to be and also our daytime uh, beverage tent. So there'll be a lot of activity in our main park, which is called Lincoln Park, uh, just during the day when it's nice and sunny and, you know, maybe there's uh, those early bird riders come into town and they just want to explore the community a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're definitely going to be um, in Lincoln Park, which is, again, just right off of our downtown which is just really picturesque, mm-hmm. a little bit hallmarkish. Um, I got to be honest, which I really hope all of our participants and writers enjoy. Well, where can they go, you know, if they're on the drive right now to go to Ragbri or before they get in the car, where can they go online to get more information? I would encourage them to go to our Facebook page first and foremost. Um, that's DeWitt Ragbri, um, and they'll find months worth of posts there where we're sharing information about the things that we're doing. And um, on our Facebook page is also where we have a housing group where mm-hmm. you can ask them to be uh, to join that housing group um, if you haven't already found um, the location that you're going to go to. We've been assured by Ragbright organizers that we have plenty of campgrounds for our registered writers, but we also have a lot of community members who are willing to host people in their yard. Mm, great. And then the, the second place I would encourage you to go is the Ragbri website and go to our overnight town page. We have mm-hmm. a lot of information there as well. 
Well, I'm pretty excited to come to DeWitt, and I appreciate you, Angela and Tom, for coming on to tell the listeners about it. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you very much. Well, Ragbri comes to an end in the great community of Clinton. And to tell us about Clinton plans, we have both Leslie and Zane. Hey, guys. Hello. Hi. So at this point, riders are going to be already like feeling the, oh, man, I have to go back to real life. So I'm really excited to find out what is in store for Clinton as people roll in and, well, I shouldn't spoil it, but I'm going to guess there's a tire dip somewhere. I don't think you're spoiling it. You're good. <laughs> okay, so first question is, has Ragbri ever been to Clinton before? Yeah, it has. Uh, this will actually be the sixth time that we've hosted Ragbri. Wow. So somebody, if especially if anybody's been doing it all six years as far as volunteering, you guys are going to be a well-oiled machine. That's the plan. Good, good. And how about uh, like just a little brief history of Clinton and maybe a fun fact or two? Oh, man. Um, long story in history. Uh, been around since the 1850s. Um, but I suppose the, the little fun fact is uh, Clinton was originally four different towns. Oh. Um, Clinton, Chansey, Lyons, and Ringwood. And if you do the, I mean, the full route, the rag ride route through town, you will eventually go through what was four different towns. Hmm. So they still exist, but it's all clumped now into what's called Clinton. Correct. Oh, interesting. And what role will both of you be playing um, on that day? And I'm assuming you've been part of the planning all along. Well, uh, I am the director of the Convention and Visitors Bureau. Oh, okay. So I actually started this job the first week of January, and they said, guess what? You have a rag ride meeting in two weeks. <laughs> So I got to jump into it, and my role is to really keep all of the balls juggling in the air. And then Zane came on as our math guy, and he kind of got roped into being on the executive committee without ever really volunteering. (laughs) Congratulations to both of you on that. (laughs) Well, okay, so people are... You know, they've had a long week of pedaling their bikes, and they're going to be rolling into Clinton to get to the mighty Mississippi River. Can you kind of give us a visual of what their last few miles before getting into Clinton will be like? Yeah, so uh, it's going to be a nice quick day for them, you know, only about 30 miles on that last road or the last uh, segment. But it should be pretty easy sailing. The last 12 miles are going to be all downhill to Mm -hmm. the river, Um, you know, nice windy farmland. You know, country roads, it'll be, uh, it'll be a nice, nice, easy finish to the, to the week. I like hearing that downhill on the last few miles. <laughs> yep. Excellent. And then when you dip, after they dip, they'll be uh, going up the Riverview Drive, which is our riverfront, and it is absolutely spectacular. People literally just come here to see our riverfront. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So they'll get to enjoy that as well. And I definitely agree. I thought it was a beautiful dip site. Do you want to, for, you know, maybe Ragbri riders who have never experienced Ragbri, can you tell them exactly what a dip site is and what people do there? Well, I was new to Ragbri planning, and really I didn't know a whole lot about it. So when I first heard dip site, I also did not know. (laughs) But with the ride, of course, they start 
on one end of the state and dip their back tire when they leave, as mm-hmm. I understand. Mm-hmm. And then when they get to their ending site, they dip their front tire and they've ridden across the entire state. Yes. And um, a quick side note, in Lamar's, since the Missouri River does not go through Lamar's, Lamar's is bringing the Missouri River to us riders. So um, they've already heard that there'll be a place where they can find the Missouri River and dip their tire before they take off in their first day. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and as far as the Mississippi River, I mean, hopefully everybody knows what the Mississippi River, it's a massive, beautiful river, and you'll have plenty of room. If I recall right, it's literally like a, uh, almost like a boat dock. It's a cement uh, ramp that people can walk down, dip their tire. You know, of course, we've got thousands and thousands of people who want to dip their tire, but there was plenty of room to get probably 30 or 40 bikes at a time to do the dip, take a quick photo, and then let the next person go. Yeah, it's a nice big double wide boat uh, boat launch. Um, we're hoping to be able to get, you know, a bunch of people in there at once and make it nice and smooth. Um, when I've ridden in the past, the dip site can be, can vary and can really cause some headaches and you know, put a damper on the end of the day, but we're really hoping to make this a nice, easy finish, um, dip and get out of the, you know, get out of there and move on to get, get you on your way home. Sure. It's got two different boat ramps are located there, and they're both, I just had to measure them yesterday um, for the person that's doing our welcome decorations. They're both, both boat ramps are 32 feet wide. Okay. And then there's a 22 foot median in between them. So there's tons of space. And what other types of things will you have going on in Clinton uh, as riders arrive? So we have uh, a couple different things. There's going to be, as they come into town and they get into our Main Street area, which is the original Lions town, there is a party there at the Lions Tap. And it's also, um, they're directly across the street from the bicycle station. Mm. And a lot of people, especially cyclists, are familiar with the bicycle station if they've ever been here. So those two businesses are working together. The street between them is closed, and that's going to be a giant beer garden and party space. Um, Rag Ride's actually putting one of their merch trucks there, and we're going to have area businesses will have different specials going on. So it'll be a big festive party right as they come into town. Then uh, they'll take finish the rest of the ride to the dip site. There is a little park called Hawthorne Park, or some people here call it Horseshoe Park. Horseshoe Park, right? And there's, that's going to have another little meeting area. There are organizations handing out water and things like that. They get to the dip site, and we've got another beer garden there, and vendors up along the riverfront. And then uh, the Lumber Kings, that's our local baseball team, and they're opening up their stadium for concessions and beer. And specifically, Ted told me snow cones. Oh, nice, so. nice. <laughs> After a long week, uh, especially if it's going to be warm, a snow cone will be awesome. Right. Great. And as far as entertainment, will you actually have live music throughout the day? We will. We have a few different acts that are going to be playing. Um, The stage will be set up. Uh, If you don't know the town, it doesn't mean much to you. But it's 6th Avenue North, which a lot of the charters will break off there. And if they want to go to the Lumber King Stadium, they'll break off there. And then the rest of them will head down Riverview the rest of the way. So that's right where we're putting the stage there. So that way nobody misses out. And they'll be playing um, in rotation throughout the day. Mm, Okay. They have their different spots. 
Okay. And will it be obvious, you know, if people are on shuttles or getting rides, um, will it be obvious where uh, vehicle traffic versus bike traffic can get into town? Yeah. So uh, our vehicle traffic and our bike traffic are actually coming in opposite ends of the town. Oh, okay. So the the normal ride route for all the cyclists is coming in the north end of town. Uh, you'll kind of, you know, meander your way south through town uh, and all of the uh, support, vehicles. support vehicles. Thank you, Leslie. Mm-hmm. All the support vehicles will be coming in from the south side of town, um, and they'll kind of meet in the you know down in our southwest southeast corner of town. So it should be pretty obvious. There shouldn't be a whole lot of commingling of our bikes and support vehicles uh, until you actually get into the parking areas. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned um, Horseshoe Park, and of course the entertainment and the baseball field. But are there any other musty places that we should tell listeners about? Yeah, I think, I mean, kind of like Leslie said, our riverfront, uh, as far as I'm concerned, but I'm a bit biased because I've lived here my entire life, is second to none in the state. You know, we have a great view of the river. Uh, down along there, we have our, our Lumber King ballpark, and we've had baseball in Clinton for, I think, 100 years now. Um, we have a, a showboat, which is up there, which even if you can't make a show while you're here, because a lot of people will only be here for a little while, the showboat is still a, a really cool thing to see. It's a dry docked boat with a stage and a theater built into it. Wow. Um, so that's, that's quite the spectacle. Um, we have a, you know, our County Freedom Rock is located right on the riverfront. Mm. We have a couple iconic historic lighthouses that people can see, a marina. There's a nice restaurant and bar up there. So, you know, after the long ride, you can grab some food or grab a beer, enjoy the sights on the, along the river. Uh, if you have other time in town, there's definitely some other stuff to check out. You know, you're not going to be too far from the courthouse, which was built in the 1890s, and it's a registered historic landmark. It's, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's the most iconic building in town just because it is enormous. It's the county seat, seven or eight stories. You can see it from everywhere. Yeah, large mm-hmm. limestone block. It's incredible. Um, and then there's always Eagle Point Park, which is a gem up on the north end of town, overlooking the widest point of the Mississippi with, believe it or not, a castle in it. Oh, Really? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there was a castle built there in the 1930s following uh, as part of the New Deal by the WPA. So it's it's not a large, expansive castle with a storied history, but, you know, it's been there almost 100 years now. Um, and it's, it's a pretty neat little thing to take in. Awesome. And one of the really cool things about our town is because we are the end town, a lot of people are actually coming in a week ahead to park their vehicles. Oh, sure. So we... Um, had we've already sold over 800, almost 900 parking passes, and we expect that to keep going up. So the people that are coming into town will be here on Friday, July 23rd, which is very soon. And that's, you know, if you don't get to stay and go to a showboat show or a ball game, those are all happening on Friday the 23rd. Huh. So come into town early enough, get your car parked, go have dinner on the river at the Candlelight. Uh, in fact, I just spoke to the manager there. And she said if they show their parking pass, they'll take 10% off their meal there for that day. And then they can take in a showboat show or a ball game. I know a lot of the venues in town have live music that night. Mm. And people are preparing for that. They're getting ready for the 23rd and the 31st both. Awesome. So you kind of get a, a double whammy, you know, with visitors visiting on two different occasions. Right. And, and one of the fun things is, so if people are riding out to the standard long-term parking, they're going to end up going through Fifth Avenue South, which is our downtown area, downtown district. 
and I was in the Hallmark store there, and they have a whole display of bicycle things. And I kind of made a joke about, oh, you know, rack right. And they said, no, that's exactly why we put that up. Oh, great. So they're all getting excited about it and getting ready to hopefully have visitors in town. Yeah, sure. Well, and if people, you know, if they're listening to this while they're driving to Ragbri or driving to Clinton to park their car, is there a, or not for the drivers, of course, but the passengers, is there a place online that they can look to find out more details about Clinton? Definitely. They can look at our website, which is visitclintoniowa.com. But really the social media, check out either Visit Clinton Iowa on social media or there are a couple, uh, I guess one specific Clinton Ragbri Facebook page that we're trying to make sure gets listed. Uh, and as we get closer to that 23rd, we'll be listing a lot of those things that are open and available and, and inviting them to do. Great. Well, I know I'm looking forward to RAGBRAI in general, and there's just nothing better than getting done with a successful week and dipping your tire and checking out one last community. So I appreciate both of you coming on the podcast, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. That sounds great. We look forward to it. Thanks a bunch. Well, listeners, that's it for this week. I want to give a shout out to each and every community that is on the RAGBRAI route. These volunteers put in a ton of time and a ton of effort to get their town ready for all of us. Remember, we are guests in these communities, so show your appreciation any way you can. And if you see me out on the route or wandering around town, say hello. As always, if you have a topic or the name of a cyclist you find interesting, send me an email at morphologypodcast at gmail.com. You can find other interviews with cyclists on the Morphology Podcast through any of your podcast platforms or go to morphologypodcast.com. All of us here at Just Go Bike want to thank you for tuning in each week to listen. I'll leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of Morphology. This quote comes from Tommy Goodwin. Riding a bike is everything to a cyclist. The friendship and camaraderie you have with other cyclists, to a cyclist, it was the be-all and end-all of your life. Think about it.